the Metallic Taste podcast, a journey through cancer. Find us online, metallictaste.com, or on Instagram and TikTok. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Metallic Taste podcast. I'm your host, Steve, and I'm joined by Rich. And this episode is going to be talking about Rich's surgery, which actually happens tomorrow. And um, we're going to cover everything that the surgery involves and the aftercare and go into details uh, as to how Rich has been preparing for it and uh, getting his life in order from the sounds of the uh, the conversation we just had before we hit the record button. So welcome again, Rich. Hello again. Yeah. So you explained a little bit in previous episodes about the surgery has any of that changed? Is it still the plan that um, it, it's going to be um, fairly intrusive, including uh, some of the chemotherapy administered whilst you're on the operating table? Yeah, as far as I'm aware, nothing's changed. Though I did have a CT scan last Monday, but I've not had the results yet. I'll get those when I go in tomorrow. Okay. So let's just recap for the listeners then. Uh, what's actually going to happen when you go into the hospital tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow is just getting there for a loose sort of lunchtime. Um, get settled into wherever I'm going to be staying. Uh, then tomorrow, oh sorry, then Tuesday will be um, meeting with the surgeons again running through what's going to happen on the Wednesday, which is the uh, op day. Yeah. Um, and prior to that, I've actually spoken to a um, someone that deals with your mental health, just to make sure you're all sort of okay and all that. Sure. Um, and she's happy that, to go ahead. So... That you're mentally prepared for it. Mentally stable, yeah. (laughs) Good. Um, So is the plan still that you will be spending an amount of time in intensive care? Yes, though the exact time, I guess we won't know until it happens, but they're aiming to only be in there for two days. And then after that, start some physio to get me up and about. Good. Okay. And how many tumours are they actually removing? Five in total. And they're still debating whether to remove the appendix. But I think that is likely to go as well. Yeah. So so the appendix is currently not, not being used either, is it? No. Which is, in theory, sort of died off last year and is just sort of hanging around really just just hanging around um (laughs) until it's until it's let out um okay and you also covered this um this kind of fusing between two organs that they're going to um, that's right yeah get going to kind of re-separate them or yeah they'll separate the uh bowel and the bladder uh and then repair the bladder and i think that section of the bowel will go anyway so there's no repair for that area yeah, um, they'll obviously rejoin somewhere in the in the uh, line. Yeah. Okay. And uh, general mindset about the operation, you're feeling 
feeling positive, just want to get it done? Or Yeah, exactly. Just want to get it over and done with. Um, yeah. Because I've then got three months of sort of nothing, really. And then chemotherapy again after three and months, isn't Vinyl it? chemotherapy, yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed that is the last set of set, uh, sessions. Do they know how many sessions you're going to be doing yet? Uh, four. So I've, I've done eight. Yeah. And the total is 12. I did ask the oncologist when I had my review and she didn't believe there was any more than 12 required. So that's a good thing. If, okay. Hopefully that doesn't change after the op, but you never know. Yeah, sure. So you've got the operation, a um, little bit of time in intensive care before you moved kind of onto a ward, do some physio and recovery. What what do they think is the, the kind of longest hospital stay that you'll have once you go in, go in tomorrow? Are you going to be in for a couple of weeks or more? They are trying to get me out after two weeks, whether they yeah. do that or not. But the paper, the, the letter that I've had uh, states up to four weeks. But again, that could be shorter, that could be longer. It really depends on how yeah. I respond to healing, really. Sure. And then you've got three months kind of at home, exactly, just yeah. recovering, physio. Yeah. And then you're going to be hit with the chemo again, four yeah. sessions. So really, life's on hold, if you like, for six months or so? I'd say, yeah, closer to nine, really. Yeah. Because um, the, the oncologist said the second half of chemotherapy is going to be harder than the first. So um, yeah. It, it will get a bit more intense and then I'll, there'll have to be some recovery time once I've finished as well. Yeah. So we're sort of looking nine, 11 months, I would say. Okay. So let's talk about personal life. So what's, yeah. what's been going on? Um, you mentioned that you were going to move out of your flat and move back home for a period of time. Um, and what about your work situation? Uh, yes. So home, I have moved uh, out just in the nick of time because uh, I had to have my COVID swab the day after. So, uh, yeah, um, didn't realise how much stuff you'd accumulated over the years. <laughs> yeah. And work have been, yeah, perfect. No, no change there. They're aware of everything. Yeah. Um, and they're just sort of looking forward to coming back, really. Yeah, good. Hopefully I'll be able to get some work in during the three months that I'm off. Yeah. Just to kind of get my mind going again as well. Yeah, do some bits and pieces and hopefully. Mm. Also, um, you know, my feeling is we're not we're not out of this pandemic yet. Um, no. There's there's potentially some more to come. So um, timing wise, although you've got the COVID as a risk, um, you know, it is a time when stuff is a little bit quieter um, yeah. on the work front. In terms of COVID, have you been offered a vaccine or anything? Uh, yes. Um, the uh, the only problem was I just ran out of time to actually get it. So right. um, I believe I'm getting it there. I don't know whether it will be before or after the op. Okay. So they'll jab you when you, when you get in there. Yeah. And... Uh, Hopefully that will that will keep you safe from any uh, any COVID outbreaks in the hospital. Um, yeah. So how have you been? This is obviously a big operation. How have you been mentally preparing yourself for this? 
um, just making sure I have everything that I need. Um, so I, while I actually had some time to myself moving out, I um, went and bought some much needed snacks and uh, essentials to keep me going. Because they said to bring some snacks in because they won't have many yeah. uh, while I'm there. So I've sort of topped up a whole box to take in with me. Box of snacks. And what, what yeah. are these snacks? What is it? <laughs> Crisps? Beef jerky? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I have got some uh, high protein, high fiber stuff in there as well. But uh, there is a lot of uh, Cadbury based uh, chocolates. <laughs> Other other chocolates are available. Other chocolates are available, yeah. <laughs> and what about entertainment wise? I presume there's a TV and and stuff, you know, by um, the bed. The I'm not entirely sure, but the um, the the, uh, the mental nurse, as I'll call her, because I don't know what her official title is. Um, <laughs> she told me to take in some films with me, so I've just been um, putting those to disc. Right. To disc, what like DVD? Yeah, old school. Exactly. <laughs> okay. What about books or anything like that? I may take one with me, but I do find reading uh, is difficult when you've had the chemo. Uh, yeah, but I'll take one with me. Just the one, just in case. Yeah. And and I presume with current COVID restrictions in hospitals, no visitors. Yep. So you're on, on your own. What about getting stuff to you? Can can people get send stuff to the ward in case you needed snacks or an, <laughs> um, another another book? They might be able to. I think they when I was in A and E, someone could drop something off, but they had to do it at the reception and they brought it in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, at least people can get stuff to you. Yes. So, is this? Is this going to be the, the biggest operation, presumably, that you, you've ever had? Have you had other surgeries before that you remember? Uh, I've, well, I've had my wisdom teeth out. I had to be knocked out for that. Um, yeah. That was just a one-day thing. Um, and then prior to that, I don't know if I had any ops, but I was born with some kidney issues. Uh, but I, I did go into the hospital quite a bit for testing. Um, so I had a, quite a few ultrasounds, but I, I'm not entirely sure if I had any operations. Certainly, I don't remember it if I did. Yeah. So, no, this is the first kind of real major one. Um, yeah. And are you, you, you obviously had a positive outlook throughout and we've discussed that. Yeah. Are you still feeling really positive? You just want to get this done. You're not fearing the operation as such. What what's going on in your head? Um, no, not really. Oddly, I think it might dawn on me the night before, but the op will start at seven o'clock in the morning, so I'm not going to have too much time to. I'm not an early riser, so no, I'm not, you're not, not usually awake to... by that time. No. <laughs> I'm not going to have any time to think about it, so it's just roll on, basically. Yeah. Um, I do get my own room, so um, there will be privacy, and I won't 
unlike when I was in A and E, I won't be stuck in a ward. Yeah. Um, because they need to keep infections low, so sure. I have to keep it isolated. Yeah, exactly. And this, again, has as it has been all the way along, is NHS. Yeah. There's no private hospitals or private healthcare involved. Nope. No. Have you got any advice for? You're 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 taking this all in your stride, and you're just remaining positive. Every conversation we've had, it's just been you know, positive mindset. Let's just get it done, get through this, get on with my life, kind of thing. Yeah. Have you got any advice for anyone out there that's going through the same thing that that might be struggling with all of this? Uh, did it definitely have a look on social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram for other people that are going through similar experiences and just read up what they have to say um, the, you know just look at their advice um, and if you get really stuck do call Macmillan they are yeah. there for that purpose um, I mean always try and forward plan so like I've said in the past if you were missing something on your last chemo session that you could have done with. What can you go and buy? What can you ask people to get you? Um, just try and try and be as proactive as you possibly can, really. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you you've been really well organised from the sounds of it. Mm. Just um, planning and preparing, and like you said, it, it made no sense to just be paying rent on a flat that you wouldn't really be able to live in for six months. Exactly, so yeah. Putting your gear into storage and and spending a bit of time back at home seems just really sensible. Plus, yeah. there's someone around if exactly. the recovery is, is tougher than you imagined as well. Mm. And you've not yet engaged with um, the Macmillan Cancer Trust or anything? No, annoyingly, I've still not had the time, but that's something I'll do in my three months downtime. Just yeah. get some questions over to them uh, yeah okay and after this is done and dusted yeah are you going to have a slightly different outlook on life probably do more um uh more holidays but um we could all do with more holidays yeah but especially at the moment well, <laughs> within i saw I went to America three years ago, but prior to that, I hadn't been anywhere for 14 years. So, right. Um, I thought I'd uh, see more of even just our own country. There's still a lot to see. Yeah. So, um, more holidays. And yeah. what's, I mean, what's the reason that you've not been holidaying? Is that because you've just been working a lot? Yeah. Um, and I do travel around the country for work anyway, but yeah, I, I, I don't really know why. I just haven't. Yeah. Okay. Just... So your out your, your outlook has has changed. I recall. I think it was in episode two. Mm. I asked you, had you always had a positive outlook, and you said no. But with this, I have, and I will do. Mm. So in a way, I guess your outlook has changed because you're going to get through this with a positive mindset. And I yeah. think anyone that's taken this on 
I think you've got to feel a, 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 an amount of confidence after that. If I can do that, I can I can do anything now. You know, I'll, I'm through it. Yeah. And I think you've said it there as holidays, but just taking a bit more time for yourself and just appreciating exactly. the world and what's out there. As cliche as it sounds, um, I think every everyone in that situation um, or the situation that you're in would would probably say the same. And in terms of, have you thought about helping people in your situation when you're out the other side of this? Yeah, definitely. I'd like to still keep going with the website for sure. Um, I do have some ideas bouncing around my head uh, for what could be done in future. Yeah. Um, so that could also be, you know, part of the, the change uh, yeah. afterwards. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'd definitely like to stick at it. Yeah, the the website has a forum, as we mentioned before. Exactly. You can sign up anonymously and it is meant as a, a support network. And I guess as time passes and this podcast gets um, more listeners, yeah, it will gain more traction and pop popularity yeah. on on the forum so so that's cool we continue to do that and in terms of future podcasts so episode five and beyond um mm -hmm. obviously this is this is going to be a fairly short episode today but future podcasts just to set expectation for the listeners it's likely that we won't be doing any um for um, at least until you're out of hospital and then you're not yeah. sure how you're feeling. So it's likely to be maybe four to six weeks until we get together and we chat. But <clears throat> we will be chatting as soon as we can because I'm sure that people will be interested and uh, want to know how it's gone, etc. So as soon as we can talk, we will do that. Yeah. And um, maybe at some point this year, we can actually meet in person, which would <laughs> yeah. be... <clears throat> which would be amazing and we might have some slightly better audio quality as well if we can do That's that true, so, yeah. so that would be great um well look i think we all wish you the best of luck with the operation and uh, as i say everyone will be will be waiting to hear the outcome um so we will do an episode as soon as we can are there any any other things that you just like to say to the listeners or people that are going through this currently just keep talking about it um keep trying to find information from people that have gone through a similar experience because uh, if you if you just sit there uh stuck in your head with questions you're going to feel pretty bad um ju just speak to anyone if you need to uh you've got anyone will have their oncology team or surgeon team depending on what phase they're at uh, and as i've said there's mcmillan um and just yeah check any experiences that you can find on social media just it can just give you ideas and give you um planning um or just hope uh, yeah it, cancer is uh, cancer treatment is at its best at the moment um so you should hopefully pull through some sound advice there and i think if, if if i'm going to add anything around 
maybe an outlook that someone could take and this is this is very common in mindfulness practice is that everything is temporary mm-hmm. so this whole situation that you're in and others are in it is temporary you know it's not it's not forever so it's it's just like you say just having a positive mindset about it mm. uh, and also you you mentioned something quite uh, key there is is about not being in your own head actually sitting down with the facts or talking to, just talking to someone else about it just mm. externalizing that and having the conversation because it's the old adage um you know problem shared is a problem halved just sat there on your own stewing about oh what if this happens or that happens um you know with your crystal ball is it's just not helpful for your mental health or or physical health in general so just having a conversation with someone if you can't do that with a friend or family member then that's that's where these helplines come in from um Macmillan Cancer Trust and, and others presumably just so you can you know have that conversation they can offer you some some advice and steering and uh help you um you know with your mental health and mental fitness as well because this you know this is big and it is it it, the situation is is very real uh and you know you just need to make sure that you are you are looking after yourself really and uh, remaining as positive as possible so thanks rich it's it's um it's it's a big it's a big operation um and we're wishing you all the best and i look forward to having a chat with you on the other side yeah cool thank you cool see you guys later see you later and that concludes episode four of the metallic taste podcast we'll be back soon with episode five just as soon as rich is out of hospital and we can't wait to give you the update on his recovery <laughs>